0: Welcome to episode 485 of the Connected Podcast from Relay FM. This show is brought to you by NetSuite and NomNom. Nom. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the pleasure of being joined by Federico vatici Ciao, Federico.
1: Hello, Mike, and, and thank you for having me on the Connected Podcast. Anytime, episode, you for joining me. Episode 485. It's a pleasure. And it's my pleasure to also introduce Mr. Stephen Hackett to the Connected Podcast. Hello, Stephen.
2: Thank you, Federico. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me on the Connected Podcast. Yeah, let's Thank let's
1: you. do the Connected Podcast.
0: This is together. Great. I have some connected podcast follow-up. Okay. An anonymous connected podcast listener wrote in to say Okay. This takes some turns, all right. You just gotta it, bear with it me. It really second. does. Like it, it starts in a and then it takes a this just takes a bunch of turns, all right? We're gonna take some harsh left, some harsh rights. So this listener wrote in to say, I recently went to a very tragic funeral of a friend who suddenly passed away. That's yeah. turn number one. Yeah. Then we continue. Attendance was so large, there was a spillover room where we watched the funeral service via Zoom on a projector screen. Okay. This feels like a, tra- a real tragedy, right? Okay. Like, well, obviously this two person rooms. was very beloved and there were yeah. a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. This resulted in the macOS Reactions feature interrupting the funeral several times. As people gave remarks, including the priest, it kept interpreting their gestures, sending big thumbs up and balloons behind them. It even did it during the slideshow of photos of the deceased, just random balloons and emoji appearing over treasured images set to sad music. while horribly embarrassing for the venue it gave my colleagues and I something to look at each other and laugh about during one of the saddest days of our lives I will tell you right now we have made reference to the fact that this is a bad feature in some of these kinds of instances I would say this was good like that was obviously a horrible day the people in that room were having the best time they could have had in that environment this is not what that feature should be for, right? <laughs> but if you were in that room, there you would not have been able to help yourself but start laughing, right? Like, I feel like it would have lightened the mood a little bit, at least for these people.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't know what to say here. This sounds... Uh, it, it's one of those, like, dark humor type situations. Yeah. Like, yeah. this... Uh, yeah. I mean the 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 slideshow of photos and and the balloons and the emoji pop. I mean,
0: I think that's where it would have gotten me, right? Like, if I'm in this scenario, it like would have been like, oh I'm no, sorry. and then I'm like so it would have sorry. kept happening. It'd be like, oh, this is so bad. But then if it if it starts on a slideshow, I mean, I've I've lost it yeah. at that point, you know. Like, yeah. What a yeah. what a terrible but maybe brilliant thing to have happened.
1: This reminds me of one time when I was in high school and we went to the funeral of a uh, grandparent of a friend of ours and the dad of, of a classmate went to say uh he wanted to say my condolences to the relatives and so the the dad of one of my friends just walk, walks up there and shakes the hand of the wife i believe and for whatever reason in say, instead of saying my condolences he says congratulations
0: <laughs> oh no
1: <laughs> it's like have a good flight
0: you do. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, like when you're boarding you're a flight. <laughs> and,
1: and I remember we looked at each other, with our friends we were like, what? what, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so terrible, right?
2: Yeah.
1: It's so yeah.
0: bad.
2: I did yeah. that. I don't think I told y'all, but after my uh, car accident last year, you know, went to the emergency room, got checked out. And as I was leaving, the the nurse who had kind of been helping me was like, I uh,
0: h- hope you feel better. And I was like, you too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for her, it was very traumatic to take care of you, you know? So she maybe mm. would, could feel better after it. Probably. I kept trying to talk to her about ex Yeah, I mean... I,
2: a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, I was watching a, a YouTube live stream of this uh, creator that I like, and they kept having this happen, the macOS reactions. Like, he was just talking and gesturing, right? And they were going off, and he got, like, mad at it. And so in the chat, I was like, hey, go to the camera icon in your menu bar, and you can turn them off. And he did it, and it was very very happy so
0: that, that feel good for you right it like did I'm not a, making, a tech fun. Tip, you know No, but it's also like look we're creators but we're also fans of creators and if you have a creator that you like and you do something to help them or they acknowledge you in some mm-hmm. way like it's always a good good feeling yes yeah Th- this feature i mean <sighs> it's a good feature it's just
1: it being good like the way in which it is good is also incredibly problematic right like it's a good feature that doesn't account for the uh, unpredictability of life mm-hmm. i think like this is and something context
0: that it, it to me i i can only believe they dis- they knew this was going to happen but decided to ship it anyway cuz i cannot bring myself to believe that you would not assume that these kinds of weird things could happen you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah, like yeah. The, even if you're, even if you never imagine someone using a Zoom call to have an overflow room at a funeral, you must assume that like sometimes someone might be having a FaceTime call with a friend that is some about something sad, and then making a gesture could set it off, right? Like you, I can only imagine you have to have run through that scenario, but they decided to ship it anyway. Like that, that's it. Feels to me like it's the only scenario I can accept mm-hmm. in my mind. And I would do it too, by the way. Like if I was in that scenario and like had this feature, I would run through, you know, like what are the ways in which this could go wrong? What is the one thing that you could do to one person that would upset them? Like that kind of thing. And I would say like, this is a feature that's worth shipping because it is a fun thing. But yeah, it's going to go weird. But that's just the way that these things go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you two would do anything different. I mean, I'd have it off by default. <laughs> it's, it's uh, Oh, is it is it on by default? It is, is it on it default? by default, I think. Okay. Yeah, but again, I mean, what would you do though? Like, how how would anyone ever use it or find it at that point? Well, they've got Tip Kit, right? Just just Tip Kit it up. I've seen people use, like in my life, use their computers and they just ignore everything that the thing tells them, right? Like, true. If if you put up like a little splash screen or whatever, people just doop, don't even read it, you know? I had a thing today. We can move on in a second, but just about that. I was, I was getting off the train and uh, just as I was walking, like I was waiting to get off, like I just turned to the left and I could see somebody, they were on their iPhone and they were like really studying a subscription splash screen, like really reading it all. Mm-hmm. And there was just something about that interaction where I was like, like, it was just very interesting to me, like, that, you know, somebody put together, like, this is whatever this app was, and these are all the features it has, like, da-da-da-da-da, and this person was, like, really reading it. It's was like, oh, mm. maybe people do read those, like, maybe yeah. that's why they exist. People actually want to know what they're going to get. Yeah,
2: well, you know, if the text was just enormous, it'd be easier to understand what was happening, but... We'll get to that later. We'll yeah. get to
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. By the way, like big text is like you know everyone does it in design. I do it with designers that I work. If I know it must drive them out. can we just make the text a little bit bigger? Like this is one of those. Yeah,
2: listener Mark R wrote in. We were just watching a YouTube video where there was a sketch involving a police officer. Suddenly, our HomePod Mini called out, "Would you like me to call emergency services?" Luckily, it listened when we hastily said, no, no. But I'm Mm. curious if you know what would prompt this. I couldn't find anything quite like this online. The closest thing I found was Apple support document called use HomePod for phone calls. And so it says, if you call emergency services... And then it gives the phrase, you know, hey, thing. I'm
0: going to say, like, Stephen, are you, like, ready for violence today? I'm like, where is he going? Is he going to say it? (laughs) Hey. Say it. Say it. Hey, thing. Call 911. Say it. it. Do it. Do the thing, (laughs) Stephen. I'm not doing it. People all over the world are pulling over in their cars right now just in case you're about to do this. Hey,
2: thing. Call emergency (laughs) services then the HomePod (laughs) will attempt to place a telephone call using the iPhone if you've set it up to make personal requests. I Mm. don't have personal requests on any of my HomePods because they're all in shared spaces except for the ones in my office. And if I'm in my office, I'm at my computer, so I don't need to talk to it to do anything. But, uh, yeah, what a a situation. I mean, I think we've all had... I think
0: that it could even be something like emergency, like that it you know, like I feel like if there are there are more words that you could say to it mm-hmm. where it would ask, do you want me to do this? Right? Yeah. Rather than just do it. Because I feel like in some of these it should just make the call, right? It shouldn't just ask you if you want to make the call. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean if you're if you're watching a thing uh about a police officer, like it's very easy to understand how the words like emergency services could be Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. the problem is that it picked up the activation phrase from the video That's, yeah I, mean, I think the issue yeah. well <laughs> honestly are we surprised um hmm. uh, sometimes I, I it's not related to siri but i've noticed that my lg tv just randomly activates its built-in assistant which i don't even know what it's called lg bot whatever i i honestly don't know lgq i don't know um and I gotta get to the bottom of it because now it's happening every few days. And my TV also replies in British English for some mm. reason. Hello. It's like, yeah, it's I, I cannot do it, but it's like it's got a very thick British accent. The LG assistant and I gotta figure out what's what's triggering it. But yeah, these assistants, man, they're dumb. Go blind, so, governor. You
0: want <laughs> well, watch no, the telly? Not,
1: not not that strong, but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the telly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We got a, a little bit of follow-up about the Ricky's episode last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's not in the document, but um, we're going to get to it. Mike already has a point, which is upsetting. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people wrote in saying they missed the humming mm. and the bell. So I think we made yeah. a mistake by getting rid of that.
0: Mm, I think the humming, our humming era is over. Wow. Really? To be honest. We, we I feel like, like we were era? losing steam on it. I feel like we weren't enjoying it the same, and it was just becoming a thing we did. Mm-hmm. I, think, like, I feel like we're past our humming era. Okay. okay well. I mean, I have also seen feedback in the past where people ask us to please please stop doing it. So I think, you know, the the anti-humming uh, uh, alliance. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or maybe I maybe I'm anti-hum now, I don't know. Hmm. But hmm. I think our humming era is over. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we also have just a mountain of blue shell ideas. To spice Perfect. up the game, and we will get Perfect. to those in a future episode, not today. there's a <laughs> lot of stuff, yeah, because I feel
0: today. like the thing that we have not actually worked out which we need to work out, it's not what you do, but like why you would get it, yeah, and like and then like creating the rule set around allowing what someone can and can't do with their temporary rule change. That's, that's the thing we need to work out. Maybe we'll wait until there's a, an episode where there's nothing going on and then we'll talk, we'll try and hammer this one out. Exactly. Boys, do not follow this link oh my God, to no. the world. Whatever you do, don't buy anything online. Everybody knows <sighs> you cannot use your credit card online because you will be frauded. It's too late now. I've been frauded. Everybody Uh knows. No, you're going to be frauded. Don't use your credit card on the internet.
1: Well, I clicked a link on an Instagram ad and I purchased a product. So I guess now they're going to take my family now. Um, Federico, yeah.
0: you yeah. made the pact with the devil. And, okay, just from 9to5Mac, Apple is updating its App Store guidelines to allow developers to link to alternative payment methods, providing the that the app also offers purchases through Apple's own in-app purchase system. So this is around the what is called the anti-steering rules. Uh, this is one of the things that fell out of the Apple Epic case. It went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court was like, "No, you have to give people the option to go and sign up uh, on the web. And you can't tell people, you can't tell developers that they can't tell their customers to do." Well, that, technically,
1: kind of like. uh, one through John would tell you the Supreme Court decided not to decide, therefore the previous ruling stands. Federico, just- I'm not a lawyer. All right, I'm just yep. trying to do <laughs> my yep, best. But up. John
2: is. So listen, well, he was.
1: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: well, bring John on the show then, right, and have well, him sum it up. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this is all the same. All of the rules, all of the processes, everything is the same as what Apple has done currently in the Netherlands and in South Korea. So if you want to, as a developer, opt into this system, you have to basically apply to get an entitlement to allow you to do it. You are allowed one link where you can tell people that they can go and sign up for your service outside the App Store. When somebody clicks that one link, which cannot take people to an in-app browser, it has to take them to Safari. I don't understand that part of it.
1: They they don't even like Safari view controller
0: themselves. It's very strange that they are making people do that, but that's it. It shows this big splash screen with huge text, which says, you're about to go to an external website. Apple is not responsible for the privacy or security of purchases made on the web. Any accounts or purchases made outside of this app will be managed by the developer. Your app store account, store payment and related features such as subscription management or refund requests will not be available. Apple can't verify any pricing or promotions offered by the developer. To which everyone in the world would say, I wasn't expecting that. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. So people see that splash screen. The the original text of this splash screen, when they were working on it in... It was either the South South Korea or the Netherlands first. I don't remember which one. It was so much harsher. And a, a court... The Netherlands courts made them change it. Like, the original text was basically saying, like... What I was making a joke about before, like buying something on, you know, using your card, you can't, you know, we cannot verify the security of your bank card. Like it was pretty insane. Mm. They should anyway.
1: have just, uh, they should have just written, "You're gonna get hacked, son." It, and, honestly, and... <laughs> it felt like that. It
0: was, it there was there is a, a an a- episode of Upgrade that we just referenced on last week's uh, show where it's like the title was something like, "This app may kill you." Yeah, and yep. that was a joke <laughs> about the text of this prompt. Um, for if you opt into this, do the whole thing. Apple wants the commission they would have otherwise received, so either thirty or fifteen percent, depending on what it is and where you are in their programs. minus three percent, which is what they are saying is the fees for card processing. Mm-hmm. Apple also expects you as the developer, the company, to do all of the accounting for this and then provide that to them. Along with the money that you are collecting for them,
2: and I mean, this is something, and Apple reserves the right to audit those reports and yes, your financial statements at any time.
1: Oh, you mean they're not gonna believe that Spotify gives them one dollar? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> well, so okay. obviously Apple have no real
0: way of policing this, right? They can they can say that they're gonna audit you or whatever, but they, like again, it's like, they have no they're not a law enforcement. They're not the IRS, not like they. Yeah, there's, there's only so much that they're able to do. And I think Apple are hoping that the threat of being removed from the App Store will make people comply. But they did give this quote. Um, it's either they gave this quote to 9to5 or it was uh, in some documents, I'm not sure about it, but it's a 9to5 Mac. Apple said, although developers are contractually obligated to pay the commission, as a practical matter with hundreds of thousands of of developers with apps on the US storefronts for the iOS and iPadOS app stores, collection and enforcement will be exceedingly difficult and in many cases, impossible. I do feel a little bit like, boo-hoo? Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Mm. And Apple's whole thing about this is the 27 or 12% is what is to pay for all of the things they give you as a developer, namely the SDKs. Yeah. I have my views on this (laughs) and other people have their views on this and Apple have their views on this. I think the whole thing is ridiculous, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, 9to5Mac, I also got this from them, saying Apple has provided templates that developers can use for communicating with customers about alternative in-app payment systems. You can say... And this is actually much more lenient, like the wording that they would like you to use than I expected. You can say, for special offers, go to this link. Lower prices offered at this link. To get X percent off, go to this link. Buy for blank at this link. Like That is surprising to me that Apple is fine with you saying to get like 27% off this price, go here. But I guess from Apple's perspective, they expect to then get that twenty-seven percent anyway. So what do they care?
2: They do now. That those links can only be like plain text links. Mm-hmm. They cannot be on a pop-up or an interstitial screen. So you can't like hit. You can't have like a a, a screen for your in-app purchase, and then you tap it, and then then you see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can only be in one place in your app. So while they provide some templates, if you look at the the entitlement documentation they are still really picky about where these links can go and and this isn't new like you mentioned this has been in other markets uh these restrictions were there as well it's not a free-for-all in terms of design it's a apple saying you can do this but if you look at their layouts it's very clearly a downplayed option versus what uh what the the standard you know app store checkout screen flow looks like
0: yeah it's very uh they're being very prescriptive and i mean i i will be fascinated to see who actually takes them up on this like what developers actually do this i think large companies would still be inclined to do it because they're going to get more customer data this way right and they're also gonna have people's cards on file, so like you think of a Spotify a Netflix, mm-hmm. whatever, like I think they would even be happy to do the whole like it provided they already do it in that purchase, right? I think they would be happy to give Apple their money because they will get something that they're not currently getting it is a benefit to them, right? They are now getting information, they have people's cards, they have their emails, like whatever stuff that they may not have depending on the way that the person signs up for an internet purchase. I just think the whole thing is like... I think it's... Honestly, I think it's... This just shows the... It kind of like lays it all bare, what Apple think, and Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty ugly, to be honest.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, they are complying with what they're supposed to do, but they're doing it through as gritted teeth as possible. And it's a reminder that like uh, this revenue to them is really important. And, you know, you mentioned it earlier that 27% or 12% if you're in the small business program after the year, blah, blah, blah. They view that as uh, uh, a service fee to get to use their platform. And they view it as their platform, their tools, and you are paying for access to it. And that's the part that I think rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, it it is, yes, technically you can go now outside the App Store for these purchases, but Apple has done every single thing they can to disincentivize developers and users, honestly, uh, to do it. And I agree with you. I think if anyone does it, it would be big companies. I know, you know our friends who are indie developers, I don't think any of them are interested in this. And I, I really it, don't right? blame them.
0: Because, like, the amount of work you would have to do to do the accounting, because you will be too scared that Apple's going to kick you out of the App Store, right? right? But I just, the whole thing is, it's just madness to me. Like, I, I just think it's like, yeah. it's It's funny to me that it is called an entitlement.
1: Like yeah, oh, you feel entitled to yeah. do this. Yeah, there that's is, an old like, ver-
2: that's an old word though. I mean, that's they've used that forever. For no, 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 things. no, yeah, no. Yeah. I,
0: no, I'm saying the irony of it being called an entitlement is what is funny to me. Like, I know what it means in like what Apple's saying, mm-hmm. but this entitlement is their entitlement for that money, <laughs> which I think the, I think I've said this for years. I think they've gone too far. And I think they are continuing to do it too far. And I think the next twelve months, we're just gonna see more and more and more of this. And like how much they are willing to give and what they are willing to give up to get what they believe they are entitled to. I just think it it just gets like messy. And and I've I I I'm just not sure that Apple deserves all the money that they think that they should actually no i'm not sure they don't deserve all the money that they think they should get in my opinion
1: i mean obviously there is value in in apple providing you with the platform and in the sdks and the the, the, the question is and i agree with you mike the question is is that worth 27% of 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 someone else's work um, and it, especially and and you get this problem which i think it's impossible to separate the context of like uh, the the, the trillion dollar company wants 27% off of your work because of fees and that just doesn't sit right with, with me personally. Like, would, it, would 10% be better? Sure. Would 15% be better? Yeah. And I mean, my personal opinion is just pick a lower number and stick to that without all these exceptions and all these screens and entitlements that just make you look petty. Uh, even though I do understand that there is a cost involved with Apple building the platform and Apple, I agree with that. But the cost seems too high, in my opinion.
0: It's not the only place that they're making money, right? They're also making that, the actual that, money
1: from the sale of
0: the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like part of the reason the iPhone is so successful is because there's apps on it now exactly i'm gonna I'm gonna pick on underscore for a second, right in a good way. He is someone who I know is happy to pay the thirty percent because it benefits him, right? Like he has built a business on what Apple has provided, right? And like I think that that makes sense fine. but if you look at Spotify, right, Spotify doesn't like need Apple to be successful, right? People want Spotify, right? So like for for Widgetsmith, Widgetsmith needs Apple to have done what Apple did to make Widgetsmith a success, right? Spotify was already successful. People already wanted it. Like there is a thing to me where I'm not sure why Apple believes that because they have an iPhone, they should have 30% of Spotify's revenue. That doesn't make sense to me.
1: There's an argument to be made in favor of the opposite scenario in which there are some cases in which Apple should go to certain companies and give them money to say, hey, please bring your app to my platform. Yes. You know, like... Or like
0: cut some kind of deal, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is... I mean, I know that you can get in in like weirdness with that. Like, I know Google is... They're in trouble right now because they cut a bunch of deals. But they cut them in secret and said that there were rules for everybody else. Like if the rules were we make deals... Like, it would be fine, but that's not what they said that they did. But anyway, I, yeah. I, I, maybe I'm simplifying it. We've already established I'm not a lawyer. But I, I just, you know, I, it, it's funny to me that, like, for Apple, because they make the SDK, for so there are apps for the iPhone, so people want to buy an iPhone because they sell the iPhone. But then they also think that people should want to pay them to make software for the iPhone. It's very weird to me it continues to be weird and this is just completely barefaced in my opinion of like what they are what they think and and i just don't agree with it
2: this episode of connected is brought to you by NetSuite. if you have a business you might be able to relate to this things get to a certain size and cracks start to emerge things used to do in a day are now taking a week. You have too many manual processes and you don't have one source for truth. It's never a good feeling when everything in your business is disjointed, too many processes in too many places. You want clarity, you want one place where all the important stuff happens. The solution to untangling that disjointed feeling is NetSuite. NetSuite is a software company that has developed a cloud based management platform. To help you and your team deal with key business processes like enterprise resource planning, financials, CRM, e-commerce, inventory, and more. I know that if I have too many manual processes, getting work done feels hard, and I can't be as productive and successful as I'd like to be in my business. Okay, so you don't want those cracks to emerge. Well, you should know three numbers, 36,000, 25, and one. 36,000, that's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25 is because NetSuite turns 25 this year, just like Federico. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their book in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs, one efficient system, and one source of truth. Manage risks, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all the information you need in one place makes it so much easier to manage decisions. I know as a business owner what a difference that can make and how much easier everything operates when information is readily available. So go check out NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. It's absolutely free, you can check it out at NetSuite.com slash connected. That's NetSuite N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E. NetSuite.com slash connected. Go there now, check out the free KPI checklist and make sure your business is one that continues to thrive. Our thanks to NetSuite for their support of the show and Relay FM. Vision Pro pre-orders start uh, this Friday, and we're, we'll get mm. to our plans in a second. Oh, boy, do they. <laughs> but <you they're>, <laughs> uh, I wasn't aware. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff. Apple's, you know, churning up the, the press cycle. Uh, it started with a newsroom article earlier this week outlining some of the entertainment opportunities that await us on the Vision Pro headset, including... Avatar Way of Water being one of the 150 3D movies that'll be ready at launch. That means Mike gets a flexi. Hmm. Good job, Mike.
0: (laughs) Um, So look, this is the year. I'm going to win it, and it's fine. It's already started the way in which it will continue. I'm the winner right now. I will continue to be the winner into the future.
1: Cool. Sure.
0: <laughs> cool <laughs> cool bold <laughs> it's it's i like the early boldness uh-huh well i mean i already won again like this is already my second year so yeah it's easy to okay. be bold i guess yeah. so a couple of noticeable absences
2: in apple's uh press release about entertainment no mention of youtube or netflix have y'all heard mm. of those services are they important to you personally it's almost
0: like Apple should have a better relationship <laughs> with these
1: important partners mm. in j- other than just Disney. Yeah. But man, Bob Iger, is, you know, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> the Disney thing sounds awesome
0: though, right? It yes. does. Yes. Um, like the, the environments that they've the made. The different environments. Uh, yeah. That sounds really good fun. Yeah, I'm pumped I want to watch like Avengers Endgame from inside of Stark Tower. You know like the Avengers Tower. Like I'm there for that big time. I'm going to have a good day with that
1: one. They should honestly do, they should honestly do environments based on their own properties like let me watch and hear me out. Let me watch for all mankind while sitting in the chair in Jamestown or yes. Happy Valley base. Like let me they do that. They should do that. Yeah. They should do
0: um, that. I they, they might, right? Like I think if uh if the Disney one get such a good reaction, maybe they would want to do that too, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but the thing about YouTube and Netflix, so I was thinking about this a, a few days ago. Uh, and when I, when you know, obviously we were sort of feeling that these two companies were not going to be available at launch with native apps. And I started thinking, well, maybe I should be able to add a PWA, like a save them as a web app uh, with Safari on the Vision Pro. But there's no support for saving web apps from Safari on the Vision Pro. How so, do you know this? Well, I know this. Uh, because I've been talking to a developer who's uh-huh. been working on this um, third-party app to stream NVIDIA GeForce Now uh, on the Vision Pro. Oh, sick! <laughs> yeah, yeah, 4K <4K60>, 60. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. We'll get into it when we have the Vision Pro. Uh-huh. And uh, so, this developer told me there's no support for PWAs. You cannot save a web app with the Vision Pro. So, uh, mm. they actually made like a custom app to stream JForce um, Now, uh, VI third party Vision OS app. Um, so, if you want to watch YouTube and Netflix, I guess you will have to use, you will have to open uh, those websites in the regular Safari browser for the Vision Pro. And uh, assuming that. Those are gonna work, and I assume so. Uh- Apple says they they try and head this off in the press release.
0: They're very mm-hmm. aware of what they have and haven't got, where they they specifically say that you can watch other st- look. Users can also watch popular online and streaming video mm. using Safari and other browsers.
1: Yeah. Okay. Which so is I'm assuming... one of
0: the most hilarious <laughs> lines in a press release. You know so, those other popular online yeah. streaming video things?
2: Yeah. Don't give them your payment details directly. But they're
0: Whatever out there. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm assuming I'm assuming that uh, the and and I would love for some developers to confirm this with me. Uh, I'm assuming that Safari on the Vision Pro presents itself with a macOS user agent or an iPad user agent to um, websites. Um, in that case, any website that works on a uh, on an iPad or Mac should just work just Doesn't fine on the Vision
0: Pro. Me- doesn't the iPad present as a Mac now? Didn't wasn't it, that a thing well, that they did? Well, if you
1: enable the desk, yeah, the desktops, the desktop mode is enabled by default. It's, if right. you disable it, it presents itself as a uh, as a tablet browser, uh, which I mean, is the old user uh, user agent. Uh, again,
0: studio. trying to set your mind back. Like I know that when I, when we did it, it was looking at a web. Site and that looked like a desktop version of a news website. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, yeah right? Like yeah. it didn't look to me like an iPad. I mean, surely it isn't, right? If I go 100 inches
1: on this screen as mm-hmm. a mobile view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the only potentially um, interesting thing for web developers. Like, if you have this person opening your website um, from a Vision Pro and it presents itself as a Mac, and then it becomes this giant like a hundred and eighty degree viewport. How do you account for that in your web design? I guess um, you don't uh, at this I point. Uh, ultra wides, like if you're, ultra, if you're doing yeah, kind of.
0: I mean, so like what you'll end up with a lot of the time it's just a really big window with a column of text in the middle. Yes. It's mm-hmm. the kind yes. of what an ultra wide monitor looks like sometimes. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, a like a, a, mobile hamburger menu. That's
0: three feet wide. Yep. Just go just and smash it whole palm. Smash it. Smash Bang, that button. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: they did talk about Apple immersive video being a thing, which is cool. Like we saw like a sizzle reel of these and I expect it might be a little bit of a longer experience. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, I saw. I don't know if this is in text or on on threads, Federico, Where you referenced, you were excited that the Alicia Keys yes. one was going to be on there, and it yeah. just reminded me of like how personal this experience is for people. Because for me, that was the one in the reel that I didn't like.
1: Oh no, that was my favorite. It just felt
0: weird to me. Like I, I, there is no world in which Alicia Keys would look into my face and sing at me, and like so. They felt very felt very strange. And I liked all of the other ones because they felt like natural things that. A person could experience where like i don't really know if i believe that alicia keys would would sing at me plus it was like weird because like she's like gesturing to you so like if you know it's odd to me it was odd um i liked more like the other stuff including the tightrope walking which made me
1: feel upset but it was a fun thing Mm. the guest user mode is gonna be Exceptionally welcome because I was already told by all my friends and neighbors that they will want to check out the Vision Pro, and so and I mean this is obviously the kind of device where you you know you uh, those brave enough who are gonna buy one they're gonna have you know family and friends you know just looking at it and wanting to try it and so having a native guest user mode built in from the start is gonna be very very useful Um, Mm -hmm. yeah so very happy to see this
2: I do wonder how that's gonna work. This thing is such a personalized device with like the face shield and like what if you have your prescription lenses in there? Like I appreciate that it's there, but I just wonder how good of a of a experience it will be. Yeah. I mean well it just the lenses,
1: <laughs> lenses should be should be easy enough to remove their magnetically attached. So you remove those. Uh, And I'm just going to do what I do whenever, like, I have friends over who want to try the PSVR or the MetaQuest. I just keep a polishing cloth nearby and, like, sanitizer, you know, just because it's gross to get something off of your face and put it on someone else's face with direct skin contact. So, you know, clean that thing, have a polishing cloth nearby, remove the prescription lenses, and have them try it. And if the face shield is too tight or not big enough, well, so be it.
0: Uh, I'm still, like wondering could you wear your glasses under this if you didn't tighten it up too much like (laughs) that's that's the thing that I I am going to try mm, like mm,
1: mm, I don't mm. know
0: what the inside is like right which might preclude it but I feel like it's doable like I've worn my glasses I wear my glasses inside of my uh, MetaQuest like you can fit them in there Uh, and especially that top strap version means you won't have to tighten up the back strap so much yeah it might be possible. It might. Could be. Yeah. Just for a demo for someone, like not for all the time, like it's better to have mm. prescription lenses if you can do it. But for for like a demo, so like, you know, for a loved one to like try it on, you might be able to squeeze a pair of glasses inside of there.
1: And and spe- speaking of all of this, like hardware related um, aspects of the Vision Pro, you know what I cannot wait for? Third party accessories and replacements. Like, I cannot wait for other oh, companies. Oh, we know.
2: To... We know you want to accessorize this thing.
1: We get it. Yes. <laughs> Gonna put antennas <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the,
2: the one thing this makes me again come back to is like so many of Apple's devices are just single user. Really, the Mac's the only one right? Or if if you have an iPad managed by an education organization, but I don't know. More things that have guest user modes. I guess the Apple TV has multiple users, but I don't know who's using that. I don't know. I wish more of these products were more easily used
0: by more people. I know it's like, take the price out of it for a minute, but like of all of the products I have that Apple make, this is the one I would least likely want to have other people use.
1: But they're going to ask you. No, but like, I mean,
0: on the regular. Right? Like, as like a one-time, like, like, you know, one time, but like... Oh
1: yeah, I'm gonna gonna let you try it one time and then that's enough.
0: (laughs) No, but like the idea of there being a device in my house and like everyone's just picking it up and using it, like of all Mm. of the things that I could own, this would be the one that I would least likely want someone to use because every time I pick it up, then I have to reset it to my head shape. Like, this is the experience I had with a Quest. Like, every single time it required new setup because it had been, you know, it was being shared by me and my wife. So like... But with a with an iPad, it's not like I change the physical shape of the iPad every time one of us uses it. Hmm. Like, I, I, and I know people want it to have multiple users because it costs three and a half thousand dollars. But like, it's not always going to be that way. And I know that like, oh, everyone's going to have to have one if you want to want to use one. But like, I I don't know. I struggle to see a world in which somebody needs four of these in their house. Like they have to have them. Like. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Also, that'd be like thirteen thousand
0: dollars worth of but, but that's what I'm saying. Like that time isn't now, right? Like that time might be in the future, maybe. But it's also, I also can't personally imagine a scenario where there are you know three people, four people in a home, right? So you are like two parents, two kids, and you want to watch something like a piece of media. I I don't think I imagine everybody picking up their headset and putting it on. Like TVs exist and they're good. And people like TVs and it's fine, you know? Uh this is gonna be its own experience. It's gonna be its own thing. It's gonna be fun and cool and, and it's gonna do what it's gonna do. But I can't imagine it's gonna be like watching a movie on this thing. It's like, well now I can never use my television ever again.
1: We did see those comments from people back in June be like, I'm gonna sell my four K OLED yeah. TV and get rid of it and just use That's the Vision Pro.
0: Not like I mean I mean if you live on your own, yeah, exactly. Like, sure, maybe yeah. you would wanna do that. But like I just I I don't imagine this scenario for a really long time so like I think it's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean even if you live on your own and you, you maybe you have the expectation that you're never gonna yeah. have someone over and and if you do what are you gonna do? Like you're gonna be like, "Well, let's watch a movie. I'm gonna put on the Vision Pro. You will watch it on your iPhone." Um yeah, I and I play we sit it to next you. to <laughs>
0: Uh, they also gave like the travel it says like a travel mode right which is quite interesting and I'd love to know a little bit more about this I haven't given more information yet but I think it's cool like if you want to watch a movie on a plane say that you turn on this mode and it it increases the stabilization for visuals so the movie's not going to be bouncing around or whatever I I really want to know more about that like how and why is this different to normal like that's going to be an interesting thing to get more details on
1: hmm It's like your body becomes the gimbal for the Vision Pro. (laughs) It's it's strange.
0: (laughs) So a couple of weeks ago, Mark Gurman reported on social media that the reviewer experience for the Vision Pro was going to be quite different and that it would include two sessions with Apple, then hardware given over. So like you'll go in this week and they'll give you a demo and then go in next week and you get another demo. Then you get the hardware and you publish the review. I expect, you know, the week of it going on sale. Like, I think normal, right? Like, to my memory, reviews never go up before pre-order. They go in between the pre-order buy window. But that's my memory of products, but I don't know if it's true. Um, It looks like that has started uh, because also for the first time, Apple has allowed people to have photos of them wearing the units although Apple is taking the photos mm. I understand why they're doing this they want them to look as good as they possibly can um, and so you know there seems to be some Apple photographer who's been taking pictures and a bunch of people uh, have been posting them over the last 24 hours and uh, give, also given some early impressions it seems like there is no embargo for these at all uh, which was the same as uh, for WWDC like for the there wasn't an embargo on people's experiences I'm sure there'll be an embargo on a review, but Apple's crafting this hour-long, what it looks like, or I think I heard someone say like an hour-long experience, which is a little bit longer than, what was it, WWDC, and then next week or whatever, maybe they go for another one. But So there's a bunch of reporting about it now. These aren't reviews. These, I think, are barely first impressions, right? Um, it's just a little bit. More information and more people have got to see it than they got to see before. Yeah, some people got to see it multiple times, and you know, therefore, there are more takes.
2: Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, in in lieu of a, of a keynote, which clearly they're not doing, I think having people come in and then be able to talk freely about it, like a bunch of people in the tech press and sort of the creator space, have just been answering open questions on like Mastodon and Twitter and Threads over the last couple of days as they've experienced this and. That's kind of like a low-key, interesting way of doing it.
0: And well, you're speaking to the works. enthusiasts, right? Because like, yeah. they're the people that are going to buy this, if anyone. It's enthusiasts and developers. And so like this this rollout is pretty smart. They know who's going to be buying this. They know who they're talking to. And they're finding a way to get to them, which isn't necessarily drawing the intention of the entire planet right mm-hmm. now. Um, because there kind of isn't really any point in doing that now. Um, is, it seems like where they're, where they're going with this. Been A lot of conversation about the weight of this thing,
1: yeah. That was interesting.
0: So, there's an Engadget one, the Engadget Roundup, they talk about it. Uh, Marcus Brownlee talks about it too. I don't know what to think about this.
1: Th- th- did it feel
0: heavy to you back in June, Mike? The way that I thought about it at the time, like I don't really remember now, but I remember saying at the time it reminded me of the AirPods Max. Yes, we had this conversation, yeah. It was heavier than any headset I'd used, but it didn't feel to me, again, with a 30-minute experience, like it was so bad, it was going to cause me a problem. Like, it wasn't the most comfortable thing that I'd worn, but none of these things, they're not comfortable, like inherently they are not comfortable, but there is a level in which you are okay with it. And I think, that that will I mean I don't know probably it will be that way we'll see like there are a bunch of people that say they can't use AirPods Max because they're too heavy but I use my AirPods mm. Max fine like yep. I use so, my AirPods Max for nine hours at a time right that they are my airplane headphones um, and so I expect that there is an element of that it's going to be everybody's own individual experiences but that's the same again for like every product like I use a mouse that other people can't use. Steven, do you use the mouse that I use now? You changed, right?
2: I'm using the MX Master
0: 3S. 3S? Yep. Yeah, but there was a time where you didn't want to use that mouse cuz you'd use something similar and it hurt your hands.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the original MX Master didn't really work for me, but this one's this yeah. one's pretty good. I've been using it I don't know, 6 months.
0: But like this this pro- this product will cause neck pain for some people. Like that is just yeah. inevitable. But probably different people will be able to experience it differently. Like it being heavy doesn't mean that it's going to be bad. It just, it's look at the thing. You can see it's heavier than a quest, right? Like we all knew this. It also looks way
2: nicer than a quest. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Like, you know, there's been a lot of people making fun of this and whatever. Like it looks weird. Federico's post on threads was the very best one um, where it was like, as if you were choosing a fire from a video game. Very good. But like, I think of all of the devices that have existed, this is the best looking one. Like, it doesn't mean it looks good, but I actually think it's handsomely designed. Like, I think the thing looks pretty cool. It's very futuristic. It's, It looks premium. It looks like something that costs $3,500, in my yeah. opinion.
1: It does.
2: Notably, one part of the design we haven't seen, though, is the eyesight feature. People who went in for these demos apparently got to see it, but no pictures of it, and no video of it. And so all we have is that, that press release photo.
0: I think the fact that it hasn't been panned by these people is actually pretty um, positive. Because I think it is the thing that most m- has drawn the most criticism, right? Visually, I think, is yeah. the, the eyes. And I think the fact that I have, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't come across anyone that said it was terrible but that yeah. it was just like a little bit weird or like a
1: bit, mm-hmm. you know, just strange. No, nobody nobody said I was looking into the eyes of a monster. Yeah, so. or that it was broken. Because there's been a lot of people, a
0: lot of people have a lot of theories about this device. Uh, and a lot I've heard a lot of people saying, clearly the eyesight thing is not working and they've taken it out. Like, I don't know, you know, whatever. Like we, we all draw our conspiracy theories from the way that this, we build our business on, talking about what we think Apple might be doing. But there's a, like a lot of... I, I thought you were going conspir- to say
2: conspiracy theories for a second. I was like, no, we don't.
0: I mean, it's not not, right? Sometimes it's not not that. And <laughs> I think that this is just a thing where it seems like it takes a lot of setup to do because it's related to creating your persona. And I think they just like with everything, they want to control this part of the experience, the whole thing for as long as they possibly can before it gets out there. But like, even, I think it was in the Engadget review, I think, where they said like, they saw somebody blink and it blinked like that's cool, man. Like yes. this is cool. You might not like it, but it seems to work. Yeah. We'll I, I do
2: wonder if uh, and other people have said this too, it's not super original. But like is the eyesight something that they would lose if they try to make a cheaper version of it? Because it's like a whole set of screens and sensors and stuff just for this. Uh, and I'll be curious. I mean, in their initial talking about it, it seems very important to them that people around you know what sort of mode you're in because if they can see your eyes, then they can see you. And if they're in an immersive mode, it kind of has that blue screensavery thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I wonder how important that really is to people in the real world or if people will even know the difference between them, right? Like if I'm using this and my wife can see my eyes, does she know that I can see her? Or is she going to be, uh, you know, is she going to want me to take I it off to have a conversation know with that. her?
0: Like, I, I, so I just want to correct myself. It was Victoria's song in The Verge, and she said, it's a bit goofy, but you can see the wearer's eyes, part of what Apple calls the persona. When Apple's Vision Pro demo person blinked, we saw a virtual version of their eyes blink. Like, I believe that they believe this is an important part of the product and so I would be surprised to see it go and like so in the in a scenario Stephen where you are at home and you're using this thing and Mary asks you a question and you look at her and she can see your eyes once the initial shock of that uh <laughs> goes away like I think that is key that you can see her because we understand what that means like yeah. i think the idea is is sound right that like if you don't see the eyes i can't see you when mm-hmm. you can see my eyes i can see you and the reason that works is because that's what life is like right like if yes. you can't see my eyes i can't see you if you see my eyes i see you and yeah. like and i i think that that idea is interesting and i would I think people will get used to what that means. And I think it. I'm bullish on this idea, even though I know it's going to be strange and it's going to be weird and, and it is a bit dystopian. But if we're going to have to cover our faces, this at least feels like the best compromise.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what Apple's going for. I think that they are leaning on the fact that this is lifelike. I think you said it really well. Uh, I think even some of that came up when Oh, I forget his name, but the Apple executive who Gruber interviewed at the talk show this year, who was heavily involved, Mike Rockwell. Yes, Mike Rockwell. I think that was a lot of. Uh, I think he he talked a lot about that too. I think it is important to them because they keep saying like this is the first one of these devices that keeps you connected with people around you, and all you know. Kind of inherent or or unsaid in that conversation is the Meta has a piece of plastic over your eyes, and and you're completely cut off and. I, I do think there's a, an idea there that's good. I just I wonder how people are going to respond to the the execution of it because if it's if it's Uncanny Valley like some of the persona stuff, which I think is labeled data, and 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 when this rolls out, is it going to turn people off to the to the whole thing? Uh, I just don't know. I, we're going to see how people it has respond. To, to it. be
0: Uncanny Valley, it has to. Be. There's no world in which this couldn't be an Uncanny Valley because yeah. they're not actually your eyes, like, right? They can, they're the best technology company in the world. They can't make it look like it's really your eyes. Like, they can't do that. Like It's like, they can't do that. It's, that's madness, right? They, there's no way. But, like, the, the thing about the eyesight, what it happens on the other side is also interesting, right? That, like, when someone can see my eyes, they've broken through my VR environment. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is also, like, these two things go together, and I think it makes for a compelling part of the product. As goofy as it looks, and yeah. it does look goofy, but that's okay. And and you know maybe there this is
2: maybe there's something about the goofiness that kind of makes it endearing to some people. Like maybe it, maybe looking at it now, yeah, it's kind of strange and maybe even a little off-putting, but maybe that's okay because it makes it less threatening in a way. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't used it. No one's really seen this. It's been able to talk about yep. it so. I guess we'll find out.
0: The less threatening is a really good way of putting it.
2: Yeah. I, I will say uh, during, you know, the the announcement and stuff and WBC and afterwards kind of showing Mary some of this stuff and like talking about it with her, th- it real like the eye thing kind of freaks her out. And
0: <laughs> Oh, well, I have no doubt. It's going to freak a lot of people out. <laughs> yeah. it, it's going to. Yeah. But I also, but what I mean is I think that there will be a tailing off of that. Like, yeah. There is the initial reaction and then you just kind of get used to it. Like, because there have been if you think about the time that we've been in technology, there have been these kinds of things have happened loads of times. Like, just look how mainstream those Ray Bans have become. Yeah. Yeah. Like the meta ray bands with the camera. Like what people didn't like about Google Glass is it had a camera on it. But now the meta ray bands are mainstream product that people are just buying because it, it's cool on TikTok, you take fun videos. And people aren't really asking that question anymore about, oh, but you got a camera on me. Because like, we've moved so far from that point mm-hmm. because there are cameras everywhere all the time yeah. in our faces, and we, yeah. we, just, we just don't care about it the same. Mm-hmm. Like, they, stuff moves on, right? This will be weird at first. So what are our plans? What are our plans? What are our plans? <laughs> what are <laughs> our plan? How about look? We are running a spectrum on this podcast mm. of of um, effort. Like, there's all kinds of efforts going on. Yeah. Do you want to start with Stephen? Least effort. Mine's the lowest
2: effort. <laughs> yeah. I just got to be up at seven a.m. <laughs> to mm. uh, to order this thing. The, you know, Apple rolled out some of those details about ordering, and you're going to need a, a Face ID equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, equip device to scan your face. And my plan is to be in my office, you know, do the thing where I can have my laptop open and have my phone with me and and see which one comes up first. It seems like if you start on the web, then it kicks you to the Apple store app, or maybe later you go in there and scan your face with face ID. Uh, But yeah, my plan is to to pre-order because uh, as we get to y'all's plans, (laughs) uh, I, I think I have the most likely chance of getting having one on day one. And I spoke about this on on more power users, but my interest in this is like 75% professional talk about what Apple's doing with their new platform and only about 25% personal. I don't know where this fits into my life or my work or whatever, but um, here we are. So yeah, my plan is to get up and drop a bunch of money on Friday morning.
0: Well, we all have the same chance of getting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. we're all we all have the same chance of getting one it's then just about like the way in which it is collected is there? yes yes uh i'm gonna put federico second on the effort scale
1: yeah um i created this whole system with john um <laughs> i got i'm using a, a a spare iphone and a secondary apple id that belongs to john um that John was kind enough to set up for me. So I will log into the Apple Store app with a VPN, uh, pretending that I'm in the United States and that I am John Voorhees purchasing a Vision Pro. Um, I am going to use that's, And I got to do it myself because of the face scan, right? Um, so I'm going to do it and putting the order using this VPN and, and Apple ID that belongs to John method. We have already tested this method. And I, in fact, I bought a 30-pin dock connector for John from the Apple Store uh, because he needed it for his revived iPod. So the system works.
2: <laughs> oh, that, then, was, that was your test. What's the oldest thing in the App Store? Apple that store was that my buy. test.
1: That was my test. John should get it tomorrow. Um also, uh, because I need the prescription, uh, but Apple said that in order to get the prescription l- uh, lenses, you're going to have to upload a, uh, a valid uh, u- uh, prescription issued by a US eye care professional. So I found a way to get one of those. I have a US prescription for my glasses, for my lenses. Um, I have a PDF ready to be uploaded to Apple's uh, website. Uh, so I will put in the order and I will upload the prescription. I will also purchase the um, the uh, Belkin clip for the battery, because why not? And I'll have the Vision Pro delivered to John. Then John will overnight it to me and I'm going to pay a very, very large amount of money on shipping and taxes for Italian customs. Assuming that Italian customs will not block my Vision Pro, um, Uh, fingers crossed there and uh, and then hopefully I'll get it after a couple of days at home in Italy so that's my system
2: as someone who has mailed three calendars to you and a bunch of other stuff over the years I'm always jealous that uh, John has much a much higher success rate than I do well
1: enter (laughs) the beautiful world of DHL Uh, that's the best shipping company in the world Uh, you can pay taxes online for customs Um, yeah, the I buy so many things and I use DHL with so many of my purchases. Uh, a few days ago, the DHL delivery guy that w- delivers packages in my area uh, saw me and was like, "Hey, you're you're Federico." So yeah, I, I basically work for you. He told me so. Um, <laughs> don't know what to make of that.
2: I like that you that you bond with your shipping people wherever yeah, you. I don't know live.
1: why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, you do but, know yeah. why. You do. It's this. Is well, he,
0: it's constant deliveries. That's why. Yes. Yes. Constant uh, yes, weird yes, deliveries. Yeah. D- I, I D- feel HL. like we can't yeah. allow this to go past without just acknowledging
1: John Voorhees. Yes. Thank you, John. Like
0: the lengths that that man is willing to go to to help you is put up incredible. with me. Also, yes. Yep. It's yep. incredible. Yeah. So effort. Uh, I'm gonna. Do all of what Federico did, right? I'm gonna order one with John. With John, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, in that, I'm gonna be at home trying to order one. I am going to try and order from home, and we'll see how that goes. I can buy from Apple.com, like it's a thing that that I can do. Um, so with uh, all of my information, I've done it before, so that's gonna be my thing. I'm not setting up a second iCloud account or anything like that. And so if they say, hey, you can't do this, well, that's me out of the game. But I'm going to be attempting to buy one. If I place an order, I will select it to go somewhere in the US, depending on, I don't know, what availability is or whatever. Then I'm going to go get it. In person. In person. I'm going to go pick it up.
2: Like with an airplane and stuff.
0: Yep. I'm going to fly and go get it. My thing is, if I'm doing this, like, if I'm really going for this, if I'm putting the effort in to try to buy one of these things, I'm not leaving anything to chance. That's my Yeah, that dude approach, can't be trusted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like... I was literally about to make the same joke, and then I thought, well, that's yeah. bad, and then Steven did, so yeah. Of the, course. Like, mm. Okay, but, like, the
0: chance is, like, that... Uh, like, what Federico said, like, what if it gets blocked at customs? And also, if I'm going to do this thing, I want it on day one. Like, I don't want to wait. Like, I, the whole point is having it as soon as possible. To then HL be overnight, able to man.
1: Two days. Two days. It's also, also, It's But also, it's like... Yeah, but I'll be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll
0: be there getting it. That's immediate. That's not even waiting any days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my plan. And it's been my plan for six months, right? So, like, I have prepared for this. Uh... That is my, that's what I'm going to attempt to do. And then I'll be in America recording podcasts and using a headset for a few days or whatever. And that's what I'm going to try and we'll see how it goes. But like, I'm kind of like at the moment, I'm very much like I'm going to do everything I can to try and do this. If it doesn't work out for me, then just it's not meant to be. And I'll pick it up down the line. I also have a prescription. Federico, help me out.
1: Yeah,
2: I want to ask questions about that. But maybe not on the air. (laughs) It might be best not to. Did you just make it up in pages?
0: Tell me the truth. No, no, no. It's real. There's a doctor. There's a doctor's signature.
2: Yeah, uh, this was one of those times where I'm glad I save everything because I was like, oh, gosh, where is my vision prescription? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I just have it scanned as a PDF in Apple Notes. So I'm Good to go. Good to go. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Nom Nom. Nomnom Nom really cares about your dog's digestion. They have an especially extensive pet micro microbiome database. So they have all this information at Nomnom Nom about what makes better recipes for every breed, size of dog, and digestive sensitivity. They deliver freshly made dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. And it's all made with real wholesome ingredients that you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are designed by board-certified veterinary nutritionists. They're freshly made and they're shipped free to your door. Having your dog be well nourished and healthy is so important. They're valuable members of our families. And I know as our dog is getting a little bit older, as she has aged, her needs have changed and it's important to be able to meet them and make sure that she is healthy and flourishing. Nom Nom has already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs just like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Go right now to get 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trinom.com connected. That's spelled trinom, T-R-Y-N-O-M, trinom.com connected for 50% off. Thanks to Nom Nom for the support of the show and Relay FM.
1: All right. So, can we talk about these things that I've done? <laughs> 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 Probably, just, we should. Yes. Just, just you know, just quickly because I mean, it's, I, I recognize that it's a, a very a peculiar thing that I've done to my iPad Pro. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yep, yep. So, I published a story on, on on Mac Stories about this this mods that I that I've done to my iPad Pro and specifically to the Magic Keyboard. And um, I mean, one of them is kind of. Pretty regular stuff. I I am using the paper-like screen protector, and the other two are sort of in the somewhere in the weird spectrum of things, um, especially the 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 third one. Um, so I'm using a paper-like uh, because I wanted to get rid of you know, direct sunlight, reflections, smudges, even though that wasn't my top priority. I really wanted to have a better way to work with the iPad Pro while I'm waiting in my car or just when I want to work outside on my balcony. The second mod is... um, I've been using these uh, uh, magnetic mounting clips uh, made by a company called Rolling Square. I'm sure if you are into tech and iPads and MagSafe, you must have seen these on Instagram with, as advertisements. They've been everywhere. Um, So this is a magnetic clip that I attached to the back of the Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro and allows me to mount the iPhone next to my iPad Pro. Uh, Usually this product is used to mount smartphones or small tablets next to a laptop display or next to something like a studio display, for example, an external monitor. And the third and, and weirder mode uh, mod <laughs> is the, uh, the two additional uh, rolling square mounting clips. They are called the Edge Pro mounting clips to put two portable, very small speakers in stereo mode uh, next to the sides, like on the sides of the iPad Pro. Um, any questions? Yeah, uh, are you
0: familiar with uh, the SNL skit with David S. pumpkins? No, no. You may, you might. It was Tom Hanks, and he was dressed as a pumpkin guy, and he's dancing, and then he does this whole weird dance. He goes, "Any questions?" You just reminded me of that. <laughs> mm, okay, you will have seen this at the time. It was one of those mm. things. It became a meme for a while.
2: Anyway, does the iPad want to topple back with all this extra weight on it?
1: No. No, no, it's still heavier than the than the small speakers. They're made by a company called, how do you pronounce it? Scotia, Scotia, uh, scosh. I don't. I have no idea how it's pronounced. Uh, but no, the iPad doesn't topple over. Okay. Uh, it's still heavier than all of that. The mounting clips are pretty uh, thin. They're like two point five millimeters uh, thin. There's uh, there's a photo uh, in the story where you can see the thickness from the sides. Um, and yeah, no, the, the iPad stays uh, pretty uh, stable. And uh, even when the iPhone is mounted, uh, when I'm t- so for example, let's say that I'm typing with the iPad on my lap and the iPhone is resting on the magnetic mount, f- kind of like floating there on the left side of the iPad, uh, it doesn't wobble, it doesn't detach uh, because of the MagSafe connection that there is in the back. Uh, obviously, there is no actual MagSafe, it's just magnets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's using the magnets of MagSafe. Yeah. This is this like a transformer?
0: Like, yes. Is <laughs> it's feel. like a, uh,
1: so many people on Mastodon and Threads have sent me pictures of the... Do you guys remember the Handy Boy? Um, yeah. yeah. Like from in, <laughs> in the 90s, like th- those Game Boy mods with like extra controls and a magnifying glass on top of it, extra buttons, and like these wings on the side. That's the idea. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I... Look... Sometimes I do things just for the chaos of doing those things, like for the meme of it. But there is a meme component to this, but actually, like, I am using these things in real life every day. Like, I was using the speakers this morning. I use them every time I'm in the car. I'm using them. Um, Yeah, it's not just, uh, you know, um, chaos for the sake of chaos. It's I'm actually using them.
2: I will say Chris Lawley up to you doing it with an iPad mini on the side. Yes,
1: yes. So Rolling Square, they also advertise the tablet mount, which um, should work if you use two mounting clips instead of just one. Um, I may try the iPad mini one because it looks fun. Uh, See, and you, have a-
0: you referenced this in your article about, they also say about sticking an
1: iPad onto a laptop. It just feels like a quick way to break both things. Yeah, it makes me uneasy uh, compared to just, you know, putting an iPhone there. If you,
0: like, I don't, Chris, I would love some follow-up from Chris Lawley if he listens to the show. Like, if he taps that iPad, does it not, the whole thing, just not, like, fly off his lap? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how the balance of this is working because it's, like, very strange, like, to to put the laptop on here. I, I... I'm obviously very intrigued about what you've done because you do incredible things, Federico, and, and you know you live your life for the content, you know. And I and I appreciate that about you. Um, I have some questions, though, if you'll indulge me. And yes. I, I really recommend. But you, we can't explain this to you. You have to go look at the <laughs> images. Like yes. it really doesn't make sense until you no. see what he's done. So, like, there'll be a link in the show notes. You've got to go check it out. Uh, you really seem to dig the new paper, like. And yeah. you reference a bunch of times about like image clarity. Yeah. And I remember when we tried it before, one of the things I didn't like about the paper like is I felt like it was affecting the vibrancy of the color yes. of my screen. Yeah. Is that
1: still the case? I think they've done a a much better job. So they have this new version, the Paperlike 2.1. They switched to a different material uh, compared to the Paperlike 2 or even the first gen Paperlike. So this version 2.1, they're using like this Swiss product or something. They have a web page with the details. Um, uh, I was a Paperlike 1 user, so many, many years ago. And I really disliked it. Because it, it, I felt like it toned down all the colors and the vibrancy, and it made the small text blurry. I really didn't like it. Uh, I think it. Uh, obviously, there is always going to be some image degradation when you apply yeah. these films uh, that are not completely transparent. And then. Especially the ones that want to make your iPad, uh, you know, a matte display. Um, but there's, I guess, there's a threshold of degradation. And for the paper like 2.1, I'm fine with it. But I also know, and I wrote this in the article, as soon as I have an OLED iPad, I'm not gonna apply the paper like because pure OLED. Maybe I mean, you know, you go OLED all the way. Like it's just uh, This is like a, a like like a like the the typical. Uh, Swan song for this iPad, you know, just uh, living the last days of its life, this M2 iPad Pro just before the, you know, the M3 OLED iPad launch with a new design and they're living their final days in the land of the weird uh, with all these things <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's fun. But yeah, uh, to answer your question, I think it's much better than it used to be to the point where it doesn't bother me. I just want to make a statement as somebody
0: who's—I don't know if you notice know about me, guys—but I like pens and paper. Weird. Yes. It's like it's like a thing for me. Nothing will make an an iPad and an Apple pencil feel like pen and paper. Like it's just not yeah. going to happen. Like the Apple pencil cannot. Like it's what you feel with paper is like a toothiness because there's fibers, right? And you, when you run a pen along a piece of paper, the the pen is like interacting with the fibers. This is just not going to happen on an... Anyway, um, what benefits does this provide to you than just using apps in Stage Manager? Like, what is the iPhone on the side doing yeah.
1: that that couldn't do? It's useful to keep a permanent thing always there, uh-huh. like timers or music lyrics, so that I, it's, it's one less window to manage. Uh, I guess okay. would be a, a nice way to put it. Like it, it's like having a mini physical dashboard always there. Like either the home screen with the widgets or the music lyrics. Um, just keep it always there so that I don't have to. Because I w- if I'm working with Sage Manager, but I always but I also want to keep those lyrics always on the side. That okay. becomes a window that I always need to pull along to manage. Yeah. To manage. Yeah. And this way, I don't have to do that. I have one final
0: question for you. Are you leaving your iPhone unlocked and like screen on all the time?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's the only way this works, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. I should have clarified that. Yes, I do. I Interesting. Lock my. I'm a control freak. You know me. So I lock my phone when I decide to lock my phone. Oh, we've we've had this
0: conversation before. Yeah, Life i remember is, now you don't have well, auto lock turned on do you i do
1: know life is yeah. too short to have settings change stuff <laughs> for you <laughs> yes life is too
0: short <laughs> yeah. sure. what about
2: <laughs> what about auto brightness is that off too
1: no it's on it's on um
2: wow you're just letting the man control you i i remember this
1: i remember this. i lived for many years with manual brightness I remember. and then yeah. i gave up um, so, you know, I um i These phones got fle- too bright
0: at a certain point, in my opinion, to try and live that I way. C-
1: exactly. And I can be flexible. I can be flexible. Um.
2: <laughs> Just slap some magnets on it.
0: Yeah. You're very flexible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think that does it for this week. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, including Federico's iPad Monstrosity, Uh, check out the show notes. They're in your podcast player. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 485. While you're there, you can send us feedback or follow up. There's a form on the website to do so. The link is in the show notes. And you can also find the link to become a member. Connected Pro members get longer ad-free episodes each and every week. Members also get access to the Relay members discord, newsletter, a couple of members only podcasts. It's a whole lot of fun starting at just $5 a month. If you want more of us for some reason, you can find us online. Mike is the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM and you can check out his work at cortexbrand.com. Federico is the editor in chief of macstories.net. We didn't get time to talk about it today, but you've added a bunch of people to the staff, a lot of fun yep. stuff going on over at macstories. So go check that out. You can find me at 512pixels.net and I co-host Mac Power Users each and every Sunday here on Relay FM. You can find us on Mastodon and Threads. There's just a lot of, just search us. There's too much to read this week. You can just find us there. We're out there. You know who we are.
0: You know who we are. And if you don't, why are you still here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get out. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. Uh, you can... <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, NetSuite and NomNom. Nom. And until next time, guys, say goodbye.
1: Arrivederci. Ciao. Cheerio.
2: Bye, y'all.